Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to you. Hey, that's pretty damn good. 112-104, the Raptors defeat the Miami Heat. And uh, so that's two in a row. That's pretty damn good from where they were. Everybody was injured. Players are sick. There's a bug going around the team. All this kind of stuff. Even even Fred after this game where I thought he was good, he said it took him like three minutes to know uh, <laughs> he was not prepared to play this game physically. The, the bugging around with the Raptors has been a big deal, honestly, that sickness. And so um, Pascal, Precious, Gary, these guys, Otto with the dislocated toe, these guys are all still missing. But on the other side, Bam Adebayo and uh, Tyler Hero missing as well. The usual suspects outside of that really motivated this game. Kyle Lowry and Jimmy Butler on one end. And the slew of shooters and defenders like Gabe Vincent and Max Struess really rounding up for the Heat. And for the Raptors, OG Ananobi and uh, Fred Van Vliet, they loomed large in this one, among among other players, of course. But this is the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I am, of course, your host, Samson Folk. And this is, of course, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. And shout out to Goldfinger Law because you only pay if you win. And you can reach them at 416-730-1777. I also have something to plug, by the way, which is a, a Raptors thing. But there's a live recording of the Raptors Rapcast podcast. Uh, I will be there. So will Lewis Satzman. So will Katie Heindel, Orrin Weisfeld, Andrew Damlin, Catherine Niker. Uh, more surprise guests. It is at Rivoli, Toronto. And uh, it's $20 if you're not subscribed to the website. It's $10 if you are. With that comes a, a drink. And I guess drinks are like, what, $10, $12 a day? So it's like an $8 ticket. Um, you come hang out with a bunch of people who like basketball. Listen to Basketball Talk. If you want to come do that, uh, I will appreciate you greatly. And hey, um, you, if you want to chop it up with me, this is this is the spot to do it. I'm, I'm game to talk basketball with anybody that night. Uh, when I'm not doing the panel, just come and we'll hang out. We'll ask me any question you want. Uh, get my opinion on, on your theories about basketball. Get my opinion on, uh, you know, this like when we have Raptors Republic parties, I have like a line of people. Everyone's like, hey, you know, I have a question about this thing. Why is this this? If you have any questions like that, I'll try to answer. Anyway, this game, Raptors versus Heat, a, a super enjoyable game. I, I loved watching this game because, well, as somebody who everybody who listens to this podcast knows, is a, a massive supporter of OG Ananobi, all things OG. I think he's been much better than he's gotten credit for offensively. And defensively, this is not me, you know, taking the the popular side currently. I've been in the trenches doing my little analysis saying process, process, process. It's come around. We're now at the, the intersection of process and results in my estimation. 32 points, 10 boards, 3 assists, 13 of 18 from the floor. 
this guy and get this. Now, for a lot of people, when Pascal's back, when when everybody on the roster is going again, that one for three from three, you're going to want to pump those numbers up. But when OG is the main offensive driver, the guy who's moving the Raptors forward, one for three from downtown, that is really good because OG is a guy, he gets that step, he has that stride length, he has all this physicality that a lot of players who, if they're like size or smaller, cannot contain. If they're bigger than him, they can't They can't match his speed. When he turns it downhill, he's a menace. And not only that, but he had that finesse in the middle of the floor. I saw Raptors Republic. They posted Kawhi or OG. Hard to tell. I, would, I wouldn't go that far. Raptors Republic, we are divergent in our views on this one. But it was, I mean, it was pretty good to watch. Is those little step backs well, in the lane, you know, it's, I like watching a guy hit mid-range jumpers. I don't know if it's because DeMar DeRozan is my favorite player of all time, but watching OG not only get to the rim, but find those counters in the middle of the floor for his own little pop and stop, stop and pop. It was a, it was an absolute joy, dude. Uh, five or six from the line as well. Want to see those numbers going up too, but uh, six free throws is better than some of the games where he's getting like two or zero. And uh, yeah, 32, 10 and three, 43 minutes with no overtime. This is regulation. Nick Nurse hit the over on his minutes and said, hey, this guy's, he's the one who wins us minutes tonight. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. It was a super big deal. Uh, Scotty as well, 19, six and six. Now, this is buoyed somewhat by an uh, unlikely shooting performance from Scotty. Quite a few mid-rangers, a heave from downtown in that first quarter. But get this, the rest of the game, he took it in stride, and he found his pockets to dominate, whether that was Gabe Vincent getting a switch, him using that kind of one-two hop step into the lane where he squares his body and always finishes like a fastball off the glass in, just getting, you know, this bully drive where he gets that right-handed hook shot or a push shot. It's really nice to see him do that. There are also a couple fantastic passes he made tonight. It's uh, It was really, really nice to see and operated a little bit better as a as a team defender tonight the point of attack defense is still we, we see the warts every game he wants to push himself to do that he's going to keep on trying uh not not overly successful in this game but the team defense was better 41 and a half minutes for him tonight uh these guys nurse rode them hard there's a reason <laughs> they're not going to practice tomorrow uh, i think they do need the rest and and even a guy like that right 12 points, eight boards, two assists. They run some of that delay action for those slips to the bucket or just a guy trying to establish, you know, maybe between 12 to eight feet post position. And the Raptors are comfortable putting their guys in those situations, both Thad as the trigger man, guys like OG or Scotty flashing into space to to get those those catches. Maybe, maybe it's a face-up. Maybe they just go into the post. Who knows? But I really like that. And Fred, my goodness, Fred, 23 points, eight assists. I thought the decision-making was pretty damn good. Early on in the game, the Raptors, they they weren't really operating with that much offensive punch. OG hadn't unlocked that the offensive shoulder care. Like, he wasn't carrying the load early on. He was getting to efficient shots. He was kind of stepping into the offense every once in a while. He was finding his spots. And he, he started out six for six, but that wasn't like carry the offense type of offense. And he found that. But early on, Fred was the guy turning the defense Throwing lobs to Coloco might have been Fred's first Nola club. Looking straight at the corner, popped it up. Coloco went up and got it, not to mention one earlier. 
nice to see him using that that lob threat because he talked about it in the summer. He's like, I hey man, I haven't had this in a long time. Maybe ever. Who who was it at Wichita State? He didn't really have a lob threat, right? Ron Baker, Clay Anthony early. Like Clay Anthony obviously caught lobs at Wichita State. We all saw, but he wasn't like a, you know, a four or five that they were running pick and roll and he's sprinting into this, you know, contested airspace to like catch and dunk in the lane or anything like that. It was more so like open floor stuff. But yeah, Fred, for the first time in his career, has that that long guy playing, you know, a decent chunk of minutes, Coloco with with 13 in this one and throwing lobs and catching them. And Fred, you know, the the seven for 21 is ugly, but as I have stressed, and there's a reason that, you know, Fred was a plus 10 in this game. It's the offensive organizers. It's the guys who push the defense so that they can keep making the defense uncomfortable. And you keep creating these outcomes on play, whether the, whether the shot drops in or not, you're creating a defensive response that opens up avenues elsewhere. If Fred was going to be milk toast and and be like a maybe this is the night he shoots five for nine or something like that, the Raptors probably lose. And that might sound nonsensical to you, but it's that Fred being willing to take those shots from the mid range, being able to pull up from downtown, go three for ten. It just it makes Deadman take that extra step out sometimes. It makes the the heat pinch in a little bit harder on those pick and rolls. And then you can pass and play make from there. And and even the the stuff on the other side, like a wide pin or something, they just they know Fred is more involved. They're a little bit more tethered to him and stuff like that. So uh the shooting performance, bad. The overall uh floor general court awareness stuff, I thought Fred had an awesome game in that regard. And uh he's a little bit slower on defense these days but there's not really anyone on the Raptors who can lock and trail better. And when Kyle Lowry's on the other team, Lowry's going to get the ball. He's going to find his screen and he's going to go bang, bang, shoulder to shoulder with that. You're not going to beat him. And if you ice it, he's going to figure out a way to get it to the guy. Like he's going to create a two-on-one somehow. You have to be able to lock and trail well enough. Fred, he lock and trailed well enough. That was, that was awesome to see a really gritty performance, especially considering what he said afterwards about, not feeling his best. I'm Chris Boucher, 15 and 10. How long have I been saying it? Listeners know, readers know. Um, we've we've all been on the, the Chris Boucher train, the one of the best role players or or bench players in the NBA, right? It's he's tremendous. Uh in fantasy, somebody dropped him, you know, like earlier this week. I scooped him up. Hey, dude, come on my team. It's a it's a deep league, so. He's a very, very valuable ad. And so, yeah, come through on my team, Chris. Not only do I get to, you know, cover you, talk to you every once in a while. Hey, hey, how you doing, Chris? But you're going to give me points on my fantasy team because you're so dependable as an offensive uh, decision maker. And you play well enough on defense, obviously, that you're going to get minutes no matter what. I mean, hey, once again tonight, he's everywhere defensively, especially on a Heat team that so much of what they do is like, running those actions around the perimeter and having a guy like Jimmy Butler make those baseline cuts into space. And, you know, then Jimmy like throwing a, like a little throw dribble into space in the middle of the floor, pump, relocate, throw a pass. They want to get the defense turning. The Raptors are going to turn regardless. It helps that if in that turning, in that rotation, they have a Chris Boucher who's rapid and long and really cares about getting to the right spot and really cares about getting back into plays. Uh, the defense, awesome. Uh, Wancho, 
one of the weirder games where I think you can look at what he did tonight and say this was his best defensive game as as a Raptor. It wasn't his best offensive game. But when you have OG getting 32, Scotty has 19, Thad has 12 with like, you know, offensive rebounds and baby hooks. Like I think Thad had five offensive rebounds tonight. Five of them, yeah. And, and Fred gets 23. Wancho actually found this space along these lineups where he could he was kind of just a ball mover and and flashed a little bit of that gravity as a shooter and and he was making good cuts he would he would get a, a cut to a spot on the floor and and get deep position it, it it didn't end up in a lot of assists but it would move the defense they have to respond to stuff it was it's pretty good and that's that's what this game was you know OG one of the best performances of his career zero steals. It, this isn't the 30.7 steal game he had against Denver two years ago. Certainly not. It's different. This is a guy who's being asked to shoulder a, a heavy load, being asked to do a lot offensively for this Raptors team, and is slowly taking on that position and said, hey, I'm going to be that guy for now. Let's see how far I can go, and let's see if I can shake up the hierarchy of this roster. What does that mean going forward? Does that mean people need to be traded? No. Does that mean that other guys are bad? No. Does that mean that there's drama? No. You have good players. Keep them. Be creative in the offensive sets and try to utilize all of them. That's OG doing this does not displace anybody. It doesn't do anything like that. All it means is that a guy's getting more comfortable. And when the Raptors, who are going to be in the playoffs, are inevitably there, when teams lock down on, on Pascal or the two-man action of Pascal and Fred, OG emerges as way more important as a guy who can help on those empty side pick and rolls, beat guys one-on-one, -on -one, get into two-on-one -on -one actions, and give the laydowns to the bigs that he's so good at. All that stuff, and he'll be able to do it more consistently. These reps are tremendous. They don't displace anything. They don't do anything bad. It's just good. And OG is finally, finally, everything coming together and showing that, like, hey, he's always, the stats have always said that he's way more than a 3 and D guy for what it's worth. I have preached this for some time. His, his unassisted percentage has always been way too high. He dribbles way too much and does too many, gets too many assists after dribbles, gets too many baskets after dribbles to just be this 3 and D guy. But this, where it's not just like these advantage dribbles and a guy who gets a possession every now and then, but a guy who the Raptors were like, come off that pin and look to score. We need you here for that. And he's like, okay, I'm going to be that guy. I'll do my best and succeeds to the, the, the tune of 32, 10 and three on get this 72% from the floor. Good for you, OG. Well done. The Raptors, they have to, they have to weather a storm. They've had a bug. They've had endless injuries. Their, their depth has been hit. Their MVP caliber player snuffed, just gone for like however many games at the start of the season. They have to win as many of these, be it Detroit, be it this Miami game. They have to take advantage. OG, by far the largest motivator in this aspect. This win means just as much now as it does at any point in the season. And you get OG's progression and you get that win. It's just such a treat to watch something like that develop. Um, well well done for OG. And, and, and yeah, I, I've, I'm retreading at this point. But, but Scotty as well for figuring out his pacing in this game to kind of step off the gas on some possessions where we've seen maybe a Scotty 
kind of starts going into these these dribble combinations. And instead of pulling out and just saying, oh, to hell with it, let me go from like 17, 19 feet, shoot it. It's that reset to OG and let OG try and create something. And OG, a lot of the time, you know, 32, 10 to 3, once again, he was creating. And then Fred plugging in, doing that perfectly. Delano started this game. Hit in early three, uh, went one for six from downtown. He's tucking that elbow. The jumper looks pretty good. We need reps. He needs them too, <laughs> not just us. Everybody needs reps, and uh, it'll come around. He's clearly worked on the form. Um, the arc is pretty good. The spin is pretty good. It's good when it's set. The pull-up has been fledgling at times, not from three, but but from that you know like sixteen to nineteen foot area. We'll see. But hey, it wasn't uh, it wasn't his best game. He, he played twenty minutes, but he was uh, he was largely a negative. The Raptors had trouble with him on the floor. They found other means. They found other guys to slide in with the, the OG, Scotty, Thad, and Fred. Or, or, or OG, Scotty, Boucher, and Fred. Whoever, right? They found what worked. And it's because they have enough good players on their team. And especially if guys like OG and Scotty and Fred are going to lift weight like they did tonight. Totally awesome to see. The, the, the Heat man, they, they tried to run from the Raptors in this game. And they, they didn't have as much of an inside presence as they wanted, and you could tell that affected the game a lot because the Raptors were hanging guys back. Just one guy is all they needed, right? You just need that closeout. You need people to pinch in, and you just want to make the Heat keep moving the ball around. Sure, like Max Struess, he finished with 20. I'm pretty sure that was the high for the Heat in this game. Good for him. He had 15 in the second quarter. He was a heat pump, man. Everything he put up was dropping in, and good for him. But they were tough. some of them were tough shots, like these rapid curls, right? He's coming off a pin down, catching the ball straight up over a contest. That stuff is so good as your like tertiary action, something to go to and, and to kind of filter through to keep defenses honest. But most of the time, you want to break a defense to the point where they can't rotate out and get guys like that open shots. The Heat, some guys on this team hit tough shots. Butler on the inside, sure. Lowry. A slew of tough pull-ups in this game, be it mid-range or from downtown. But guys like Gabe Vincent and and, and Struess and, and all these guys put in tough positions, they could not provide this massive offensive influx. It's not like Miami's a bad offensive team, but the Raptors played good defense tonight and kept displacing their shooters and made the ask harder and harder. Some easy ones, of course. They're going to give up easy shots every game, but they made it harder than it had to be. That's what the Raptors length is supposed to do. That's what the activity is supposed to do. And if everybody, all five guys, not even necessarily on a string, which would be nice, but not necessarily on a string, they just can't quit. If one guy is going to kill himself to rotate over, I've, the next guy's got to kill himself to rotate back, to, to kind of fill in. And even if it's late, just hope that the length makes people put a little bit more air on the pass, makes people hesitate a little bit more. And we saw guys like Gabe Vincent, two dribbles, picking up, heading into the lane, thinking they can do that little that little wrap pass. The Raptors, they converge. They're throwing arms at you. It, it was nice to see. Good defense. Proud of the guys. The Reggie Evans Award, I'm giving it to Thad. You go out there, you hit like a bunch of little baby hooks. You, you make some, now this is not Reggie Evans behavior, but it's just, it evokes the message of the Reggie Evans Award, which is like, go. Bust your bust your behind out there. Try and make something happen. Daggum, you know. <laughs> and uh, five offensive rebounds, baby hooks, pl- playmaking out of delay action, and and 
while Thad's rotations sometimes are slower than others, sometimes they're they're a little bit more clever. Sometimes he's that root efficiency kicks, you know, kicks itself around and gets to spots, and that's really meaningful. So yeah, Reggie Evans Award to Thaddeus Young. Uh, big shout to Joe Wolfond with Thaddeus Ex Machina. Uh, incredible nickname. Top quick reaction comment is from Mike Money Sign Mike's quote, and this is all. Oh, sorry, this is a long one. Quote. I'm kind of surprised by how negative the comments in general have been this season. Sure, a few guys have gone through a rough stretch, which I get is easy to comment on, but damn, we're missing a top 15 player who the offense revolves around and multiple other guys are hurt or playing injured. That's on top of a brutal schedule to start the season. I don't know. feel like I'm in the minority just enjoying how fun this roster is. It's such a high character roster that will improve on its own without moves, but has the players to make something happen if needed to. Felix feels like this roster should have something for everyone. Fans who want to armchair GM, see development, or just watch some good basketball all have something to enjoy. End quote. Um, I mean, there have been some games that have seemed a little bit destitute. There's been some bad basketball on display. Some. For the most part, though, as the guy who sits and talks to everybody after every single game, I know everybody knows my history. I'm not really a, a down and out uh of all the, the reaction podcasts that are listened to out there, after a loss, I'm probably, uh, as far as bad vibes go, probably not entertaining as much of that as most. And, and after wins, maybe I'm not as high as some other people, uh, you know, <laughs> alienating um, the emotions sometimes. But I, I've enjoyed this season quite a bit. And that's considering, as you said, all the injuries and... Um, it's a it's a fun t- team team to cheer for, as you laid out perfectly, Mike Money Sign. Thanks for writing in, Mike Money Sign, and uh, everyone out there. I hope you make some money for yourself and sign up <laughs> to the Raptors Republic. Uh, you know, subscribe over at the website. A reminder: what I talked about at the top of the podcast. If you want to come chop it up with me, come do so. I will. We'll have conversations. We can. Yeah, tell me all your harebrained schemes. Um, I'll tell you what I think. And yeah, just, um, there's, there's been so many people over the years who have emailed me, who have said incredibly nice things in the comments. Uh, man, some of you people, I'd just love to shake your hand and say, thanks. Thanks for reading. Thanks for tuning in with my stuff. Um, and who knows when that opportunity opportunity comes around, maybe it never does, but it could happen at, uh, Rivoli on the 29th. Uh, yeah. You want to hear a basketball talk panel. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, yeah, have a blessed day. But, uh, yeah, yeah, first, wait, we'll redo that. Hey, uh, when you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. <laughs>